Well, it is time now to look at some social issues. We're going to try to see if we can do this on a regular basis here on this morning. Uh, Some of the important things that go on that uh, don't necessarily make the top headlines, but certainly are important nonetheless because they affect our everyday lives just as just normal uh, people here and not necessarily talking about wider questions like prosecutorial reform or interest rates and whatnot. So helping us out uh, with this segment, we're very pleased to be joined by a new reporter here in the studio and uh, why don't we introduce her here in the studio, Lee j u y o u n g Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Good morning, Henry. Well, uh, you've gathered four items to discuss here. And first, we're going to talk about the pandemic and uh, the kind of changes in our daily lives. Uh, everyone talks about untacked. It's become mm-hmm. a business marketing term. But because we are really contactless, meaning we're not having this physical interaction with people anymore, that has led to some problems, including some blind spots uh, that make it difficult for especially the more vulnerable, the, the, the less privileged among us uh, right. to cope with the pandemic. So, We're going to begin with a rather tragic story from earlier this month. Uh, What exactly happened here? Um, A woman who I will be referring to here as Kim was found dead on December 3rd in Seochugu District located in southern Seoul. It was estimated that her body was found roughly five months after her death. Um, When the body was found, it was badly decomposed to the point that her bones were were revealed in several places. Now, Kim had a son who was present at the time of her death, but he couldn't take any necessary procedures to call for help due to his substantial limits in intellectual functioning. The two of them had been living in that house for more than a decade as a recipient of basic living security. Yeah, and so this was a shocking story that uh, when people read about it, certainly wonder how, how this could have happened. Uh, you normally think of Sacho as this wealthy district and uh, you, know, you wouldn't think that there would be a situation like Correct. this occurring. Yes. You mentioned the son, uh, the son being um, mentally disabled. What, what did he do during those five months? And, and you can't imagine, I mean, just how you could be living in that condition there. Um, with with, with the body there decomposing. How was he able to get by? Right. Um, So according to police investigation, the the son stayed by um, uh, his mother's side for a while uh, until food ran out and electricity was cut off. Uh, When her body was found, they also found a notebook written by um, her son that read, My mom died of body paralysis. Please help me. He eventually left home and started sleeping at subway stations. It is unclear for how long he was homeless, but... uh, Uh, was eventually noticed by a social welfare worker who was passing by. This was when he was able to get the help that he needed. Yeah, so it was really kind of um, this long saga. You wish that uh, they would have been able to pick this up earlier, but uh, it was eventually because he was in the subway, he was homeless, and then uh, he was found, and they were able to get his identification and uh, eventually trace it back and, uh, of course, then to discover the body of, of the mother. Um, they... feel that the body was presumed to have been abandoned for five months now. So mm-hmm. that um, means that it was just lying there while the son was outside, basically uh, sleeping on the streets. How was the body eventually found? The son reportedly told the welfare worker what had happened, and she went with police to check. At the time of Kim's discovery, the body was covered with a thin quilt with the edges of the blanket attached to the floor with a green tape. Hmm. The son had allegedly done this so as to prevent flies from landing on her. Uh, Police see the incident as death from chronic disease as there was no sign of homicide, and they also found a record of Kim's brain hemorrhage surgery. The son also told police that his mother vomited about six or seven times on the day she collapsed. Uh, Since November 2008, Kim has not been able to pay health insurance premiums, uh, so she 
also could not easily afford to visit hospitals either. Kim also had extremely limited outside exchanges as well. Right. And they also did not pay their utility bills uh, for quite a number of months. And so that led to the shutdown of those services, which, of course, eventually led him to go back out to, to find shelter. But again, you would think that that would have triggered something if if there are people in the system who aren't paying these things, especially the insurance premiums, which are mandated, that uh, there would be then eventually somebody who would track down. So that was Hucho District dropping the ball a little bit here, and and they're trying to rectify Mm. that situation. Unfortunately, this... is not an isolated case, right? You're right. The number of cases like this where people die alone and uncared for have nearly doubled from um, about 430 cases last year to about 600 as of today. And this year isn't even over yet. Mm. Uh, Experts say that the growing number of cases has to do with the fact that a lot of government-funded welfare programs have been significantly scaled back or changed to a non-face-to-face format due to the coronavirus, creating gaps in the safety net. In addition, all community centers for senior citizens in Seoul, which have acted as a way for them to look out for each other's health, have closed down, which has resulted in further isolation of those that need the most help. Experts point out that measures should be taken to strengthen customized visiting services by selecting the most vulnerable groups and form a care network, uh, utilizing neighbors, courier, and delivery service personnel. Yeah, and that's going to have to be even more, um, I, I guess... aggressive in terms of trying to find these gaps because, as we know, um, because of the fact that we're at level 2.5 social distance, you just simply aren't going to have that uh, face-to-face contact with Mm. these people who may need that help. Let's turn to our second issue. It's a big demographic challenge, the aging society, low birth rates. The government has been continuously trying to encourage an increase in the birth rate uh, through uh, basically unsuccessful means. They have now announced a new set of measures to try to tackle the uh, birth rate issue. Uh, Can you tell us more? Sure. Uh, These new set of measures were announced on Tuesday this week. The package, drawn up by the Presidential Committee on Aging Society and Population Policy, chaired by President Moon Jae-in, will act as the foundation of the government's demographic policy over the next five years. For one, the government will pay $300,001 per month to all homes with infants below 12 months uh, starting in 2022. The amount will gradually rise to $500,001 by 2025. This incentive is separate from the government's current monthly allowance of 100,001 for each child under the age of 7. Uh, what's more, 2 million will be paid in lump sum in the event of a birth. The financial incentives uh, may help, but we've had financial incentives in the past and they have necessarily not necessarily resulted in higher birth rates. Uh, a key issue a lot of people feel, especially with dual-income households and especially with the sort of uh, still uh, gender imbalance in workplaces where women just simply can't pursue their careers and that does discourage them from um, deciding to, to have a child. Uh, there needs to yeah. be some kind of policy in place for working parents to be able to take leave without any sort of damage to their long-term career prospects. Mm-hmm. What has the government come up on that front? The government is trying to increase the number of childcare leave from what was uh, 105,000 in 2019 to 200,000 in 2025. To achieve that, couples with a child less than 12 months old can each receive up to 3 million won in monthly salary uh, when both take a three-month leave from work. The government will also expand tax deduction benefits to small and mid-sized companies that have maintained employment to those who have returned from parental leave for more than a year. Uh, The government said it will come up with measures to extend 
extend childcare leave benefits uh, not only to full-time employees, but also to artists, freelancers, and to the self-employed. And that would also be a very important key, uh, that it's not just the uh, full-time jobs with all the benefits that ensue, but uh, for also people like ourselves, uh, freelancers, who uh, may or may not fit into that uh, four-big insurance Mm -hmm. scheme that uh, we have uh, some kind of uh, safety net in place here. But going back to the issue, uh, and the main issue of why the birth rate is low is that it's just simply not a fair situation for women to be expected to have the right to pursue their own careers, but at Mm. the same time, the reality being that they just simply can't if they have a child, uh, if you can't really begrudge a woman for saying, I'm going to focus on my career and have a career, but that would preclude me from having a child. Has the government come up with anything to address that particular problem? Right. Um, The government said it will also introduce various means to help women maintain and grow their careers without disadvantages resulting from marriage or childbirth. For example, uh, companies will need to publicly disclose the gender gaps in in recruitment, the number of executives and employees, and wage differences. The monthly allowance paid to pregnant women will also be raised from 600,001 to 1 million won to help cover prenatal expenses. Right. So you can change the corporate policy. But you probably have to also change the culture as well. There is a sense of, especially if you work in a corporate team environment and this sense of nunchi where the male members will be, well, why does that uh, woman get to have three months off and why is she still getting Mm. the same pay or or the promotional opportunities that I have? We've got to do away with that uh, kind of thinking. Uh, The point that always comes up when we talk about the declining birth rate is the number of newlyweds and how many of those couples actually choose to whether have a child or not. Uh, What do we know on that front? Statistics Korea revealed that the proportion of newlywed couples who did not have children within the first five years of their marriage rose to 18.3% in 2019, which is the largest since 2015 uh, when related statistics began to be compiled. Back then, the proportion was less than 13%. An official from uh, Statistics Korea said that this is due to an increasing number of infertility among women due to old age uh, as they marry later in life, as well as an increase in the number of those who actively choose not to have children. In fact, Statistics Korea estimates that the proportion of married couples who do not have children is expected to only increase to 21.5% in 2047, which is roughly 4.8 million households. Right. It's a long-term problem, and uh, to try and address it, uh, you're going to have to see how other countries have done it. But uh, we've seen a lot. A lot of countries around the world uh, struggle with this uh, very issue, but uh, perhaps more exacerbated here mm. in Korea as uh, demographically among OECD nations, Korea is set to become the most aged society in a few decades. So uh, certainly something that we need to address right now. Okay, let's move on to our next story. This is very disturbing. Uh, everybody in the country pretty much knows about this case. On December 12th, uh, South Korea's most notorious uh, sex crimes convict, uh, the uh, the rapist Jo Do-sun, who was serving only 12 years in prison, I think most people will agree with that sentiment, for uh, raping a, an 8-year-old girl was set free. Now, he announced he was going to go back to his hometown of Ansan. Now, that would naturally um, have some backlash ensue. Neighboring residents voiced their opposition. And that's all kind of understandable. However, the neighbors are also upset about another thing, and that is this new environment we live in where clickbaiting and trying to get as many views through uh, various social media platforms has now become the norm. Could you tell us about this story in more detail? 
Sure, Henry. Um, In short, it's because of the numerous YouTubers and online broadcasters that have gathered in front of his house. The uh, neighborhood has turned chaotic as many YouTubers crowded around Cho's residence, broadcasting the scene in real time, and quite simply speaking, harassing Cho to leave. Uh, residents have even filed for a petition to restrict outsiders from entering the area. Shim jong Sung, who is the chairman of the residence committee, uh, who also happens to live near Cho, says that the uh, loud noise issue is the most serious problem. There are also problems with parking and littering caused by people from, uh, from outside the area. He said about 100 complaints were reported to the police in just four days. So not only are the uh, residents rightfully uh, concerned about the return of this criminal, and of course we do have to... Uh, have some sympathy for for the victim's family who've announced that they are actually going to move out of this area because of the fact that he would be a presence there. So despite those safety issues, now you have this kind of nuisance and hindrance by these online broadcasters who you don't necessarily would say their intentions are kind of uh, to to care for the sense of justice. Um, It seems like they are doing this for uh, clicks. Could you give Mm -hmm. us some examples of their behavior? Sure. For example, they would yell at Joe and throw stones or eggs at his window. Another YouTuber even tried to turn off the gas valve at Joe's house. One mixed martial artist turned YouTuber even got arrested for kicking a car owned by the Ministry of Justice that was carrying Joe in the name of punishing him when he was released from prison. And this is one of those cases where you delineate or distinguish between what's known as traditional media, right? The the broadcasters or newspapers uh, who are covering this event as reporters and kind of detailing the facts of the story. Uh, And these YouTubers who some of them might be trying to cover a story, but a lot of them are trying to be part of the story by engaging in this kind of behavior. And Mm. I guess the more outlandish that behavior, the more clicks you get uh, Mm. from potential viewers on YouTube. But the question would be then, aren't the police also at the scene? Yes, police are dispatched to the scene, but residents say that it's not much help. For example, one YouTuber was stopped while trying to penetrate the police standing at the entrance of the building. Uh, When the police asked the outsider to maintain order, he refused to follow and insisted that the people have the right to know uh, about what they're covering. Uh, Residents fear that once the temperature gets warmer, this problem will continue to persist. Right. So you can then say the neighbors have a right to to complain about this Besides the residents' uh, association head, uh, any uh, public officials speak out against this phenomenon? Sure. Um, Ansan Mayor Yoon Hwasop uh, appeared on a radio show early this week and spoke out against the situation. Yoon said that their acts are not harming Joe but causing discomfort to the residents instead and pleaded with them to think about the impact on the other residents and to maintain a mature sense of citizenship. And again, I think you can say indirectly this is a result again of the uh, pandemic and more people at home. Uh, you're looking for things to entertain yourselves. And mm. I think unfortunately a lot of people are entertained by this kind of stuff. And so they're on YouTube, they're uh, clicking these uh, various YouTubers and seeing what they're up to and uh, a lot of them decided that uh, this is going to make uh, good content for them but obviously uh, not a pleasant situation for those neighbors well um, speaking of content we got uh, one more topic to discuss here Uh, what do you have for us I want to talk about the Google service outage that happened on Monday which has been drawing quite some attention All of Google services, including YouTube, Gmail, Google Drive, were not functioning for about an hour uh, from about 8.30 p.m. Uh, Google explained that they experienced an authentication uh, system outage due to an internal storage quota issue. However, their curt response to the worldwide disruption came under quite uh, quite some scrutiny. Uh, To the anger of many Korean users, Google did not give any notices in Korean except for a short Twitter message. Right. And... Thankfully, this was a temporary disruption, but uh, without giving away too much of the uh, This Morning staff 
workflow. If this outage had continued um, throughout for several hours, I don't think we would have been able to do our program because there is an over-reliance on these Google services, including uh, Calendar and Drive and yes. everything to just get the work done and to get the communication going between mm-hmm. the team. So then the question is, as you say, um, they seem to be very flippant about the at least the damage caused to Korean consumers. Are they facing any consequences from Korea's regulators for the service failure? This blackout of Google services became the first case under Korea's so-called Netflix law, which is a regulation that imposes responsibility on content providers for service failures. So under this new law, Google will have to submit documents to explain the hour-long service failure. The IT firm was also told to disclose information regarding the accident in the Korean language, including a contact point for unsatisfied customers. Right, and every customer wants to feel that they're being catered to. And and for Google, who are in hundreds of different markets, uh, they probably felt it was expedient just to have this one um, kind of official statement in English because that's working language for for many of these companies. However, that does not necessarily kind of allay the fears and concerns of people who may not be speaking English, hence why the anger was there for uh, a non-Korean explanation about that. But going back then to this uh, first application of the so-called Netflix Law. Netflix mm-hmm. is a very different company from Google. Um, t- tell us more about what this law entails. Yes, the regulation took effect from uh, December 10th this month as part of reforms uh, to Korea's Telecommunications Business Act. The newly added set of rules includes uh, clauses that specify that content providers will be held responsible for service failures and stipulate local regulators' uh, rights to request an explanation. Content providers will also have to share con- uh, contact points for users in case of service failures like errors or slow connections. This law is applied to large-scale content providers that attract an average of more than 1 million users per day and account for um, more than 1% of Korea's internet traffic. Major internet businesses like Netflix, Google, Facebook, Naver, and Kakao are subject to the law. Right. So basically, the major tech giants here who uh, run their business through the internet and certainly affect millions of people's lives in Korea and a disruption of service would certainly be a very, very negative event for these consumers. The question is then, are there any other legal means to get any recourse? Can the consumers expect some kind of compensation for any of the inconveniences that they may have faced uh, during that hour-long blockage? No, direct consumer compensation would be unlikely for this case. It's because the hour-long Google blackout falls short of the standard for responding to service interruptions set by the current law. The current law only stipulates that the businesses would need to compensate users only if they have experienced a failure of more than four hours. Right. Going back to the uh, example of the YouTubers, and again, not all the YouTubers are bad people, but if you have a live broadcast and you are... relying on super chats and and donations from if that live broadcast gets disrupted that is a loss of revenue and Mm. they would feel that they have some kind of grievance to file here but as you say under this uh, current stipulation of the law uh, it would not have been um, eligible for compensation because it was only out for one hour Mm -hmm. all right very interesting we got through a lot of topics here uh, Tri Young thank you very much for joining us appreciate it and uh, hopefully we can uh, talk to you again soon to get more of these uh, social issues uh, reported on my pleasure thank you Henry All right, that is going to do it uh, for our part three. We're moving on to part four. We've got online voices and sports up ahead after one final check of traffic and weather.